Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Away we go. This is the Arrowhead Pride Podcast, and I am your host, Pete Sweeney. And kick your feet up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's the bye week and kind of a not-so-great mood in Chiefs Kingdom this week after their loss to the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, a disappointing 28-17 to loss. And when I had to record this podcast, I was thinking more and more, and you, you read on Twitter and you read some of the comments in our comment section at Arrowhead Pride and it's a little solemn right now. I don't think people really wanted to go into the bye week and two weeks off of football coming off of a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. So I said, okay, how do we make this a little bit more fun? Talked with Joel and we decided to let you, the Pride Heads, on the podcast. Asked you to tweet me, why should you be on the show? I picked a couple people and away we go. First person, his name is Justin Dondi. He said, why should it be me? Because I won the PG Sween Caption Contest back in 2016 and have yet to receive my prize. There was a pancake breakfast with the Chiefs back in 2016. And John Dorsey was flipping some pancakes, so I tweeted it out. You know, what's, what's the caption here? And if you know John Dorsey, when he was the GM of the Chiefs, he would always say, in the draft, I take the best player available. Justin tweeted at me, I'll have the best pancake available. I remember that today, and right now we'll call Justin to get his thoughts on the season. Hello? Justin, Pete Sweeney with the Airhead Pride Podcast. How are you? Hey, what's up, Pete? Not too bad here. How are you guys? We're, we're doing good. Right now it's just me today, so uh, first things first, just tell us how long you've been a Chiefs fan. Uh, it's about 30 years now. 30 years. What's your best yep. memory in all those years? My best memory, I would say my earliest memory is primetime game. Uh, I don't know if it was Seahawks or Raiders, but I remember a big Andre Rising catch where he threw up the Spider-Man fingers afterwards, and that was uh, one that stuck with me. That was early 90s. So that's a long time. Yeah. Yep. What have you made of where, where the Chiefs have come since that time period? Oh, it's it's been a lot of ups and downs. Early 2000s were, were kind of fun with the big offense, no defense. And uh, then we had some dark times there with some, some quarterbacks that I probably couldn't even name them all because of uh, <laughs> names you'd probably want to forget. But uh, And that's why, you know, I'm kind of now looking at this season as I really can't complain much. I mean, it's been a, it's been a good bunch of years with Reed so far. I mean, a lot of wins. I don't want to come off as a homer, but I'm also an, I'm, I'm optimistic enough that I'm not going to be down on this team at six and three when uh, it didn't look like at that schedule to start the year was going to be six and three at this point. 
Yeah, you've been a Chiefs fan, obviously, a long time. What has surprised you the most about this season, or, or what to you has been different? Well, I mean, seeing Smith, you know, Alex Smith 2.0, as I believe you've... Uh, the new you Alex, whatever, him. Yeah, whatever the, the you want to call Alex, him. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's been fun to watch. I mean, uh, I don't know if the Mahomes stuff lit a fire under him, but I think also the other different thing, it actually is Mahomes, and it's been one of those first years where... You kind of have that bright spot, you know, out in the distance where you're not saying, well, you know, we're going to be uh, middle of the road, get that middle draft pick. You know, we know we kind of have that guy who should be our guy in the future. So it's kind of been a house money season this year. It kind of feels like, you know, in a way where, you know, you get the you get the lows and the highs. But part of me is just kind of, you know, going along for the ride. I see what you're saying. So you're kind of looking at it as, you know, the Chiefs are going to be a really fun team to watch because you believe in Mahomes for the future. But you, you kind of look at this year as like, if we do something, we do something. If we don't, we got a long time to do something. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm sitting there watching these games, and I'm stressing just like everybody else, and I want to win just like everybody else. And, you know, it, it stinks watching the D give up some some running uh, some running yards to, to Bell, you know, flashback to the playoffs. And, you know, they kind of held Zeke in check this week. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed with that, but... You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get too down like I see some people doing. I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy the ride like I have been so far. What's been your favorite moment this season? Uh, I mean, watching the Kareem Hunt coming out party week one was awesome. Watching him the next couple weeks was good. I think the kid's got a ton of talent. I mean, even, on, even in the last two weeks, I mean, he still shows some of those moves and stuff, the balance. I mean, I think he's going to be real fun to watch uh, for, for a long time. Yeah, you know what? As far as just the climate of the fan base right now, at least on Twitter, it has seemed pretty negative. You seem pretty optimistic. Yep. Uh, how do you feel, I guess, about the rest of the season? Like, where do you feel this team will end up? Well, I mean, typical Chiefs, I would say we'll probably uh, lose one that we probably shouldn't lose, but I guess that's my uh, 30-year Chief fan in me <laughs> uh, saying that. Um, I mean, yeah, the schedule will get a bit easier, but you know how it is. None of these games are gimmies. The, the, the league really does have a lot of parity. Um, so I, mean, I, I look, and I expect them to win this division. I think they're clearly the best team in this division. Uh, do I think they're going to be the one seed anymore after it looked like it was in our control? I think that's going to be tough, but you know what? Pittsburgh's going to drop one. They should have won too. So, um, I think we'll, I think we'll see the playoffs for sure. Hopefully we, uh, hopefully we make some noise. I mean, this team's got the talent to, uh, to definitely do some things in the playoffs, but it just hasn't all clicked in one game. It seems like it's offense one, the D kind of steps up in some moments in another, and I still think we really haven't played up to where we can as a team. The bye week must be giving you a little bit of confidence then because Andy Reid obviously has been so good after the bye in his career. Maybe they get things together? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know those stats with Reid in the bye week. I mean, he's, listen, he's been great. He's been great all around. I mean, I don't think any Chiefs fan can really complain on, you know, in general, about how Reed's been. You get some that nitpick, clock management, timeout, stuff like that. We've had a lot of winning the last four and a half, five years, and, you know, I can't I can't complain about Andy Reed. That's the feeling I get in Reed you trust. So thank you, Justin, yep. for joining me on the uh, Arrowhead Pride podcast. Uh, you heading out to the stadium and all the rest of the year? I'm actually out on the East Coast, but, you know, Arrowhead, uh, that's on my bucket list. One of these days i got to get out there for a game. No doubt. Smell a barbecue in the morning. You can't beat it. Definitely. One of these days. All right. Take care, Justin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Pete. That was Justin Dundee, Chiefs fan in the East Coast, a man after my own heart. Again, he won a caption contest in 2016 making a joke about a pancake, and now we'll stay with that pancake theme 
Andrew Cassis, at Cassis, Maine. He tweeted in, You should call me because I made you a pancake with your name on it during the week the Chiefs played the Titans last year. I don't remember that, but I like it. I miss seeing you and Danan on the 65 Toss Power Trap Studio set, but I'm glad you're on the Arrowhead Pride podcast. You do a great job. Listen, if you want to be on the Arrowhead Pride podcast, you just shower Pete Sweeney with compliments, and I'll give you a call. All right, let's call Andrew. Hello? Andrew, Pete Sweeney with the Arrowhead Pride podcast. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Pete? Good. I like the tweets that you were sending to me today. What's this about you making me a pancake? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but last, it was, uh, what week? I think it was week week 15, maybe? They were playing the Titans, and it was, like, freezing cold at Arrowhead. And I was making, like, pancakes, and you were, like, you said, you tweeted back, you're, like, send anything hot. And then I put your Twitter handle, like, in a pancake and sent it back to you. <laughs> but it was, like, during the game. Uh, it was, I don't know. I, I had fun with it. But. Well, good. Well, good. Well, good. I, if there's anyone making me a pancake, I said, you know what? You can get on the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Hey, I figured I'd, I'd shoot my shot, and you, uh, <laughs> you answered. So I was pretty happy. All right, man. So how long have you been a Chiefs fan? Uh, my first memory was probably back when the Chiefs first signed Priest Holmes. Uh, it's been since, like, 2001. Uh, maybe 2002, around that time. The earliest thing I remember him doing was uh, when he scored against Chicago, uh, broke that t- touchdown record. My dad was the Chiefs fan first, and he uh, he followed them to Kansas City when uh, Joe Montana went over there. I grew up just grew up with him in my living room the whole time. So, was Priest Holmes your favorite player? Yeah, I actually have. Um, I'm in my room right now. I have two signed uh, shirts from him. I met him at the NFL PA Bowl, and I got him framed. And he signed. Uh, I showed up wearing uh, Chiefs jersey. My brother and I and he signed both of them for us. He was definitely, like, my favorite. Pretty cool. Yeah. So what do you think so far about the Chiefs this season? Um, I mean, if you were to tell me, like, looking at the schedule, like, if you were to tell me that we we're going to be 6-3 and three at this point with, you know, going through New going to England, and I expected big things from Philly, and then, you know, that, that Steelers loss kills me. But if you were to tell me we're 6-3, and three, I'd be pretty happy with that second half coming up. So I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. There's some holes. I think defensively is the biggest is the biggest thing. It's just I think our scheme needs to change. Our like we have the guys. It's just the scheme needs to be tweaked a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more press man on the defensive side and kind of knock people off the ball, give a chance for pass rush to get there. What's your biggest worry with the defense? Because I, I see a lot of problems that really need to be addressed, and I, I just I'm wondering, you know, what's the pulse of the fans? What do they think is the biggest worry here? Um. Inside linebacker play. I know DJ's getting up there in age, so he's he's declining a little bit. Speed's kind of going from him, which is kind of expected after two Achilles. Um, I mean, he's like the, he's the leader out there, but he can't be our best our best linebacker. We need some other guys to step up. Um, he's more there just for guidance, I think. I think Raglan is going to have to come up huge this uh, this next half of the season. I don't know if we're ever going to see Wilson back out there again, but. You know, at the beginning of the game against the Cowboys, KPL and Reggie Raglan had like a little bit of a flash for the first time. And I actually tweeted at the time, I was like, wow, it's actually good to see them, you know? And then you didn't really hear from them for the rest of the game when it came to uh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I was like, it was such a bright start uh, for the run defense. I was like, wow, this is actually like what I was hoping for. Shooting gaps, they're getting in the backfield. And um, for some reason, it wasn't sustainable. But I, I mean, if we can get if we can get that going, I think the run defense will help a lot out because then it, if, if we can't stop the run it puts our pass defense third and two third and three and they're just gonna you know they're gonna carve us up from, from there so if we if we can stop them and stop them short on first and second down it'd be great yeah i think the problem right now for the chiefs is like they're not good against the pass or the run and it's really only been the past couple of games so there's maybe there's some things like you were saying 
Maybe there's a tweak during the bye week where, you know, again, last game they went to a little bit more of the base. You know, maybe they do that. Maybe, like you mentioned, getting a little bit more up on the receiver's face. But I think the biggest problem here is you can't really just address the pass defense or the run defense because both have been a problem so a lot of work for Bob Sutton during these bye weeks we'll be kicking our feedback but I hopefully he's uh in his notes a little bit yeah I mean I he's I I don't I don't think we need to make changes to coaching staff I see a lot of guys like you know in your mentions they're like we need to fire Reed we need to get rid of Sutton like I don't think that's necessary at all really I mean six and three is 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 a good record and the NFL has so much parity. So it's, it's good to be where we're at. We have a two game lead. I think if anyone can make the adjustments, it could be us after a bye week. I have high hopes. I agree with you. And when, when you say there needs to be no changes to the coaching staff, this is still a six and three team with a two game lead on the rest of the division. But I want to ask you before I let you go, who's your mid season MVP of this team? Um, I mean, he gets ripped a lot by everybody, but Alex Smith, I mean, the guy's having a career year. He's on pace for it. Um, I mean, I would have told you Kareem Hunt probably four weeks ago, but you know, our, our run, our run offense hasn't really been there and we've kind of gone away from it. So we were riding kind of, we're kind of riding Alex right now and he continues to perform. I know he threw the first pick, but you know, we're putting the, we're putting the team on our shoulders. We're asking a lot of them and I think he's delivering this year. So I, I'd go with Alex Smith. Going back to that Madden meme, putting the team on his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this is what I wanted to see out of him. I like, I always saw like those flashes. I knew he was capable of getting the ball downfield and there's all those question marks. So I think he's shutting a lot of, a lot of haters out this year so hopefully we can continue in the, the back end of this uh, little run we're going to make all right andrew well first of all thank you for the pancake that i didn't really remember back in back a few years back <laughs> um and again thank you for joining us on today's arrowhead pride podcast thanks for having me on pete i really appreciate it that was andrew cassis and now we get to the point of the podcast where we'll get away from the pancake theme And we move on to Clinton Petrie at CBP1996. He wrote in, I watch you guys on Facebook Live every chance. And if I miss, I find the podcast diehard Chiefs fan with major concerns. So we could be getting a little bit more negative with my boy Clinton. Let's give him a call. Hello? Clinton, Pete Sweeney of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. What's up? Uh, Not much, Pete. How's the guys going? Pretty good. It's just me today. I'm happy that you're joining us today. First things first, Clinton, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? Well, I've been following on and off since about 2011. Like, I remember the, the Green Bay game, which was big. And then roughly in 2012, I was pissed when I heard that Manning went to the Broncos and not to us. So then... <laughs> The 2-14 and 14 season was not the best, and then ever since 2013, I've been following religiously drafts, depth chart, all the other stuff. See, I thought the difference was Andy Reid and John Dorsey, but really it was you coming back on board. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm the, the common link here. So you wrote in today. You said you have major concerns. What's going on? Well, after the first five wins, I think everyone thought this team was twice as good as they are and then going one in three the last four weeks and every both sides offense and defense starting to struggle on vast different games that we really don't know what this this team is or what their what their strong point what their weak point is and i think dropping down to rank 10 now that people are starting to realize the chiefs aren't in the top tier of the AFC, I think it goes Patriots, Steelers, and then we almost have to be grouped up with all the others. Do you think that perhaps 
the bye week is coming at the perfect time then? Had they won on Sunday, I would say that. I mean, this team obviously needs a break, but the sour taste of losing in Dallas, and now we got an easy schedule to finish the season, but there's always that gut Chiefs fan fear of, is this team going to show off now and then fizzle out in the playoffs, or are we going to fizzle out way before then? So you're obviously very concerned, and it sounds like for good reason. What do you think is the biggest problem with this team? Well, I got to say it's my man's jersey that I'm wearing on right now, EB. Without without him in that secondary, the defense is questionable. It's not bad now. I mean, the not pick six by Eric Murray on Sunday really shows how how struggling we are right now. No, it's a good point. I, I And I think what the problem, too, is you know, maybe you didn't make any moves that you maybe should have at the deadline. Did that frustrate you as well? Yeah, it, it was it was disheartening to hear that the trade deadline was coming and that this team just wanted to stick with what they had. And this is a team that already lost to the Steelers. And I think they put all the energy into week one versus the Patriots and then losing EB just set us on this course of we think that we're really good. It's only been five weeks and then back on this downhill all right well here here we go let me let me let me try to talk you down a little bit i mean you're at the you're at the bye week you're six Mm -hmm. you're six and three you got a two game lead in the division so really if you're going to blow this division it's going to have to be a complete disaster because you only got seven games left to play right andy Reid, 16 and two after the bye week and you're playing one of the worst teams in football the new york giants and then after the bills who let's be honest they're not an elite team but they're an above average team you have the Jets, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. You got to feel pretty good about the upcoming schedule, no? Well, Pete, I got a question for you. Yeah. Are you more concerned? What do you think is going to happen more more likely? That we'll drop two games to, say, Buffalo and, I don't know, the Jets or the Broncos or wh- whatever random team we lose to, or do you think we'll win out and go 13-3? I tend to think when I look at that schedule and I look at the six and three record and I look at what the Chiefs are, I think maybe your floor is ten and six. I think the division is already wrapped up. Your ceiling is probably like twelve and four. You know, I, I think you're gonna have two or three tough games there. But the Chiefs so far have had the toughest schedule in the AFC. I think what makes this different is that the losses weren't necessarily like sprinkled around. You know, you went five and zero, oh, so you thought maybe you were something that you're not. I think the Chiefs are a very solid team. Maybe they're not in the upper echelon yet, but once you get in the playoffs, you never know. I think this bye week for them coming at the exact right time, and you're going to see a different team come out against the Giants. You know, the Giants are they really couldn't be any worse at this point. The last thing that they're going to want to <laughs> see is an Andy Reid team off a of bye week, and that's what they're going to get. True, but it also shows that if we struggle on either side of the ball against against the Giants without any good wide receivers, or a defense that hasn't really lived up to par really shows how strong we come out of this bye week and and what we're looking for in terms of the future here. No, I know. I I, I think I think you're right in thinking that if if the Chiefs do struggle and somehow lose to the Giants, yeah, you got a lot more problems to worry about. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a PG Sween guarantee. I think the All Chiefs right. definitely beat the Giants, and you'll feel a little bit better after that game. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Before we let you go, who's your midseason MVP and why? Whew, well, 
I was going to say Alex Smith. You know, no, I'll stick with it. I think I think the three losses is making everyone think that Alex Smith doesn't deserve the MVP right now and that it's automatically Carson's to win. But Alex Smith has played his butt off. And the one interception, if you think about it, was, was a, a punt. We don't, don't even count it. So I think it's got to be Alex. And if we give more carries to Kareem, then I'm, then I'm likely to change my mind here. But I think it's the captain right now. Alex Smith, your midseason MVP. Clinton, I hope I made you feel a little bit better. I just want to thank you for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Thank you for having me, Pete. Take care. Go Chiefs. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. That was Clinton Petrie. Hopefully he gets a little bit more optimistic heading into the second half with the old PG Sween therapy. All right, on to the next guest. His name's Chris Wilson. This is what he wrote in. Level-headed, realistic fan, and will shoot it straight. Grew up in the 90s and travels six hours twice a year to attend games. So we'll find out where Chris is from, and then we'll talk to him about this team. Let's call him up. This Chris. Hi, Chris. Pete Sweeney with the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good. You're our fourth guest today. First things first, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? And then I want to know where you're living if you're driving six hours to games all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been a Chiefs fan. Uh, I guess the earliest I can remember is I, I was six years old, so that was about 1990. It's uh, the earliest game I can remember, but... Uh, uh, I grew grew up in Iowa, but I actually live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right now. There you go. I mean, that's that's quite a commitment driving twice a year to see the Chiefs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a it's a giant. We got about ten to twelve people that I've kind of got on board. I think I think only four of us are Chiefs fans, and they 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 just love the Arrowhead experience. So they they keep coming back with million me dollar year. question. What's your tailgate like? Uh, our tailgate, it's fun. I mean, we got. We got a uh, cooler radio that that we usually got bumping, so it's a uh, got some good barbecue, and uh, we we always try and get down. Like everybody wants to come to our tailgate, so. Oh man, I got to tell Joel we got to make it out there some game. There you go. <laughs> so here we are. You said you're a level-headed Chiefs fan. What's going on? How you feel about this year? You know, uh, I'm actually, I, I, I'm not too disappointed in this year yet. Uh, we. Uh, uh, obviously, I've struggled last four weeks, but you know when I when I looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year, um, I honestly thought we'd be five and four right now. Um, I didn't think there was any way we'd be better than five and four. So, being six and three, we're we're already a one game improvement. So that that right now, it I think we're on track for what we were going to do anyway. So Since you did point. say you were level headed, what are you the most happy about, and what has disappointed you the most with this team? Um, happy. I, you know, I, I, when I saw the preseason third preseason game and I saw, I saw Alex Smith kind of just 
I, I was like, you know what? This is going to be the same old, same old. Like, do we want to play the kid? Um, but, you know, him, him I, I think he's really changed his game this year, and I think that's helped the offense. Obviously, lately we've kind of been sputtering a little bit, but I think I think he's made that commitment to go downfield more, and I like seeing, seeing him take more risk. I hope it continues. I hope we're not falling back into something. Um, the, the, like, old, the, the old Alex Smith. Yeah, that'd be the worst. That'd be the worst thing that would be. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think I think the offense has been good this year. It's been better. Um, I mean, disappointment. You got to look at the defense. I mean, every year I it's like last five or since Andy's been here. It's like, you know, fantasy football wise. It's like, you, you know, you can rely on the Chiefs defense special teams. I don't think I don't think we've played as well there. So it, it, I think that's definitely a disappointment. Yeah, I think it's been a theme over the years where you just would rely on Bob Sutton and Dave Tobe. And no matter who the personnel was, they really just did a good job every year. And it really hasn't been the case, especially during this four-game stretch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I mean, injuries, I think, have played a factor, age. But it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. It's just weird, I think, this year. But but I, th- I think we've played some good good offensives, too, so. So we'll see what these next kind of seven games kind of kind of hold. I think it'll I think it'll start to even out here in these last seven games because the schedule's going to ease ease up a little bit because Sutton seems to uh, bad quarterbacks we seem to kind of dominate. So since you've been a Chiefs fan since the '90s, you've obviously seen the entire Andy Reid tenure. What's your approval rating for this guy in that time period? Uh, I I love Andy Reid. I mean I I, I know the criticism. I, you hear the Eagles fans, oh, this is the same old Andy Reid. But, I mean, growing up in the 90s, we kind of got spoiled by Marty. Um, Marty and, Ball. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we were kind of accustomed to, to, to what Marty, Marty kind of established here. And, um, I mean, we've had Dick Vermeil. He, he was great. But, but, I mean, Andy Reid, I think he's just on a different level. I mean, this guy, including the playoffs, won, what, 190 games. So, he knows what he's doing, and um, I mean, I think the last four four plus years has proved that. I mean, we we can criticize him all we want, but but this guy, he 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 knows how to get it done, and uh, I mean, I I don't think we could have got a better coach in 2013. So. Probably the best part about him, I think, is you're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs. And yeah, yeah it hasn't worked out for the Chiefs yet, but you've seen it with teams. Once you get into dance, you never know. Oh, I, I, I completely agree, agree with that. I, I've been, on, I've been on the message board saying, I mean, step one is just to get into the playoffs. I mean, we, we can be frustrated all we want about how they've looked, but you know, most important thing is making that dance. And once you make it, you got a shot. I mean, I, I, I look at this chiefs team and there's not a team that I'm a, I, I look at and say, we can't beat these guys. I mean, I mean, we may not beat every single team, but, we're going to compete. So, uh, and, and I don't see a team that I would say there's no way we can beat them. So. Chris, since you are more positive than the average bear, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the final record of this team is? You know, I'm, I'm predicting, I'm going to stay with what kind of what I said at the beginning of the year. I, I think we're 11 and five, 12 and four ish. Um, I mean, you, you look at our next seven games, I don't see a reason why we're not, we don't go at least five and two. I mean, uh, five and two would kind of, I'd say the worst be the worst we would go. Um, and and if you look at the rest of the division, 
if we finish 11 and 5 there's no way I mean, we listen, don't win the division the AFC West call yeah. call the best division in football they stink everyone stinks yeah. yeah yeah exactly i mean i mean i i i'm struggling to even look look at if anybody else is going to finish over 500 I, I i think the raiders at best may be 8 and 8 right and I, I don't see the Chargers. I mean, the char- Chargers, you never know. You, with, you know what but... the crazy thing is? It really looks to me like the Chargers are the biggest threat. And that, you would have yeah. never said that after the first four weeks. They yeah. were 0-4. Yeah. I, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the Chargers. And if you look at the Chargers, their first two games, they should have won. So, I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. To, I, I don't know what's going down there. Down <laughs> there. And not San Diego, but LA, LA slash San Diego, California, yeah. the West Coast. All yeah, right. Well, Chris, there you, there you go. thank you for your insight and for joining us in the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Chris Wilson, staying positive. That's what you want to see. All right. Moving on along to Logan Sperry at Natasha Sperry, too. You should call me because I was born while my mom was watching the Chiefs on TV in the hospital in 94, been loving the Chiefs since. A 1994 baby. Younger than me. Let's give him a call. Hello? Logan, it's Pete Sweeney. Hey, hey. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. First things first, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? Man, I have been a Chiefs fan since birth. Um, literally I, I, I tweeted this in my tweet. Um, my mom gave birth to me on a Sunday and the chiefs game was on in her hospital room as I was being born. <laughs> so you had no real choice in the matter. It sounds like no, but you know, it was the best choice that I never had to make though, was becoming a part of chiefs kingdom. What has been your favorite memory over the years? Man. Um, I tell everybody I know that priest Holmes is the greatest running back to ever strap on pads. Um, I just remember when um, I was a kid, um, because I'm not super old, I'm only 23, that, you know, when he was having his, like, record three seasons, that I would just watch him every Sunday. And uh, I I distinctly remember, I can't, I want to say it was against the Jets when he just put his foot on the back of one of the offensive linemen and just jumps and hurdles into the end zone. And from that point on, it was like, man, all right, this is great. I love football, and I love Priest Holmes. Not that Priest Holmes, and, what, not that Priest Holmes wasn't good, but how much of that do you put on the O line at that time? Oh, the O line was great with like Will Shields and people yep. like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he ran behind an amazing offensive line, no sure. doubt. But man, yeah, I loved, uh, I loved watching Priest, which then just funneled into Larry Johnson and then Jamal Charles, and man, I mean, you know, just watching the Chiefs for so many years. It's just been great. I mean, we've had fun players to watch. Since you are such a big running backs fan, it sounds like, how do you feel about Kareem the Dream? Oh, I love Kareem the Dream. <laughs> I think, uh, like, what he offers right now, because, I mean, since Jamal tore his ACL, I mean, we've been going with, I mean, we went with Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware, and, I mean, they've been a nice one-two punch. I think they're great to have on the roster and everything, but obviously Spencer's hurt. Um but like Kareem just offers like the whole package when it comes to a running back, like he can take hits, uh, make people miss and he's got speed and can catch the ball out of the backfield. Like he's, I mean, he's special. Yeah. I, I think you make a good point and I, I've made it before myself too. 
when you had Sharkandrick and Spencer, you, you were happy because, you know what, together they gave you sort of a complete back. But Kareem offers that in the same body, in a sense, where yeah. they, maybe they what they really would need in the future is some kind of big, bulkier type of Legarrett Blunt type of back that maybe could offer something that Kareem doesn't. But in a lot of yeah. ways, Kareem is similar to Jamal. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has that speed. And, I mean, Jamal would just – I mean, I don't even know. I, I mean – it was like a sprinter that was playing the running back position would just, when he got in the open field, I mean, the, he was just gone and, and like he can, and he could make people miss all over the field. And Kareem in that same sort of way is so elusive. Like, I can't remember what the stat is, but I mean, he's just on, I mean, he's on pace to like, I think, I, I think it's like break the force miss tackles in the season. I can't remember exactly what that is, but I mean, he's just making people miss right and left. It's crazy. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, certainly a talent the Chiefs got in the third round. So think about yeah, that, too. that's they, crazy. Hat tip to John Dorsey. I do, want to, I do want to ask you, what are your feelings on this team right now? Six and three at the bye. You sound like a big Chiefs fan. What's your, what's your thoughts right now? Well, I mean, I'd say, I'd say good, not great. Um, I in which, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people are using to talk about the Chiefs right now is good, not great. But, I mean... I think like there are things to be encouraged by. We beat the Patriots in week one. We, I mean, the Eagles are the only one lost team in the league right now. And their loss was to us. So there are definitely things to be encouraged by. Like we've, and Alex Smith playing out of his mind this season. Like, I I think we just, it's like we get into this later part of the season. And I think we've like hit some road bumps with like, the Steelers, I knew that one was going to be tough because, I mean, they just ha- have had our number for the past couple of years. And it's like they hit that, and now they're really missing Eric Berry. I mean, I, I think it was kind of surprising, like, Eric Berry goes out in week one, but we still rattle off four straight. And now it's like, okay, now we're really seeing, like, where they need that leadership that they're kind of missing on the field with Eric Berry and certain things like that. So I think they can recover. I think that they can – I mean, I think Alex wants it knowing that he has Mahomes behind him. And so, I mean, I think that they can recover and go and make it to possibly like an AFC championship game or even hopefully a Super Bowl. I think that would be incredible. Um, So I wouldn't count us out yet, but we definitely need to come ready to play after this bye week, which Andy is always great after a bye. So does Tom Ali coming back kind of alleviate a little bit your leadership concerns? I I think so. Tamba was, I mean, he looked like a man possessed on Sunday when he came in. I mean, he was getting to Dak and I mean, for, I mean, he was, I mean, I don't think he got a sack or anything, but like he was forcing pressure and he, I mean, he looked like young Tamba and that was great. And I think that he, yeah, definitely offers some leadership on the defensive end, but Eric Berry is just, I mean, he's one that you can never replace. Oh, no doubt. I don't think you could replace him in the league. So that that's a very good point. No, you. Yeah. Now, you, you seem like a guy who's confident in Alex Smith. What do you think happens next year with Smith and Mahomes? Um, I think, I mean, I think Alex gets knocked on pretty hard when he's given us, you know, nothing but winning seasons. Um, and, I mean, we got, I mean, we got our first playoff win with Alex Smith at quarterback since, you know, 1994. So I think he gets knocked on pretty hard sometimes. I think that they've kind of made it up in their mind that, Mahomes is the guy. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him um, and get some stuff for him. 
and uh, help Mahomes out in that way. So, and I think Alex probably knows that. Um, I mean, this is all speculation, but I think Alex probably knows that and is like, I mean, I'm just going to play out of my mind in this last season so that, I mean, teams are ready to pick me up because I don't think his career is over after he leaves the Chiefs by any means. No, I don't think so either. And we've gotten a chance to meet Mr. F.U. Alex Smith this year. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And uh, that interview that he had where he, you know, really opened up to, I think it was Graham Bensinger. Yeah, but, that's right. I mean, yeah, he... Like, <laughs> I don't know. He, It's definitely something you want to see out of your quarterback. Like, he's just got some attitude to him, and I like it. I do, too. F- final, final thing I'm going to ask you. Gun to your head, what's the finish for this team this year? Super Bowl? AFC title? What do you think? Gun to my head, I say we go 12-4, and four and we make it to the AFC championship game. And... Unfortunately, I think we lose. Oh, God. I know. Hanging on by a thread. And every word right there, Logan. I know. It's just, I, I want to see it so bad, but, I mean, I'm just, we're going to have to just see something in the second half of the season that says, like, okay, yeah, this team can do it. They can make it to a Super Bowl. I think we've seen flashes, but, like, I don't know. I mean, we, we can't lose 31-30 to the Raiders. <laughs> it's true. It's a, good, it's a great point. It's a great point. You can't yep. really expect you're a Super Bowl team if you're losing to the Raiders like that. Uh, some mm-hmm. really good points by you today, Logan. want to thank you for joining us on the Arid Pride Podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Pete. Good stuff there from Logan Sperry. Kind of realistic about how he thinks the rest of the season will go. And now we'll get to our final guest, Trey Alday23. Why should you call me? Because I still believe this team is good enough to win the Super Bowl. We're going to end on some positivity here. Hold on. Hello? Trey? Yes. How you doing? It's Pete Sweeney with the Arid Pride Podcast. How's it going? Pretty good. You're our, our final guest today. I had to end with you because you seem like the most positive. You say the Chiefs may still be going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. What makes you think that? Well, for me, I mean... Like I've always seen it, it's essentially the same roster as last year. I mean, last few pieces, no Don Sorry Poe. Obviously, Eric Berry's injury is huge, but we're, what, eight weeks without Berry now? And you feel like these guys, they should adjust them. Like a lot of the stuff they've had, a lot of problems they've had is just schematic. You know, they lined up, lined up in a lot of stuff packages earlier in the season. And then when they went to Dallas, you saw they went to base defense and Everyone thought Zeke was going to run rampant on the Chiefs' run defense. Held under 100 yards. So, I mean, they they can make adjustments on defense to get the job done, and then you just have to execute. Yeah, I like that you say it's schematic because if that's the case, then you're probably a believer that this bye week is coming at the exact right time. Now they can figure it out. Oh, yeah, it's coming at a perfect time. We've been playing nine straight weeks. You've played an absolute brutal schedule you know you got the Patriots Philly Denver and you know you've had probably the hardest schedule of any team in the NFL this is the perfect time for a bye week not only to get healthy uh, but to you know just get right on defense schematic wise you know look at the film and just make the necessary adjustments who's the most important player for you right now moving forward um most important I'd probably say Kareem Hunt. Um, 
he you know he started off on fire, but he's working on a relieve. I saw a stat that said he was working on 131 straight touches without a touchdown. So and he only carried the ball nine times in Dallas. So you, I'd say getting him. He's involved in the game plan, but just getting back to where he was touching the ball, you know, 20, 25 times a game, that would be the most important thing for the Chiefs. Just get back to what you did the first um, six weeks when you were 5-1. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks sort of with Kareem Hunt to the Jamal Charles days when he was still in his prime before all the injuries where Andy Reid was asked the same type of things. Why is the running back not touching the ball? Why is the running back not touching the ball? Same thing again. Yeah. Well, it seems like we go through this every year, um, whether it was Josh Charles or Spencer Ware or whoever was in the backfield. They touch the ball over and over and over again the first half of the season, and as the season goes on, they get fewer and fewer touches. That Andy Reid loves his passing game, though. I would, too. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of points on the board, but I would like to see us get us those points a more efficient manner instead of having to rely on a passing game. Even though Alex has had a great season throwing the ball, more balance would be the best thing right now, especially when the offensive line is 100% healthy because they're still missing Parker Anger. Um, and then LTD came back last week. Uh, and then so you got the bye week. You might get Parker Anger back in New York. And then you have another week of Mitch Morse, LTD, Schwartz, and Fisher. The whole cohesiveness of the offensive line is important because they could run the ball in the first five, six weeks. They were really good. So, uh, I mean, like, you're pretty optimistic. It sounds like you think they can fix these problems over the bye week. My question to you is okay, so they can do that. What do you think will happen? Well, I think what happened, I think we'll still win the division just because, you know, they've built themselves a, a sizable lead in, in the division. And it's been noted Andy Reid's history coming off the bye week. I believe what he only lost two games or so coming out of the bye. So history's on their side there. The schedule, as far as the record goes, the schedule loosens up a little bit. So I don't see any reason why you can't go week to week. You know, just take one week at a time as a stepping stone get better every week once towards you once you get towards the playoffs one week at a time am i secretly talking to andy reed right now <laughs> I, I give the same answer to anybody that asks me, so <laughs> I... all right well sydney uh, thank you for joining us on the arrowhead pride podcast any final thoughts before we close down just run that um hat, the mini hail mary at halftime more often that's all i want to see <laughs> run that every play Forget about the run yeah. game. Run that every play. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, yeah, for, everything else. <laughs> thanks for joining us. No problem. And there you have it. First of all, want to thank Justin, Andrew, Clinton, Chris, Logan, and Trey for writing in and joining us today. They were fabulous. And now we're on the bye week. It's going to be pretty quiet at ArrowheadPride.com moving forward. We will be returning to a little bit more regular coverage on Monday, as the team prepares for the New York Giants, the next time we'll podcast is next Thursday for the big preview show. Sean Barber will be back. So will Joel Thorman. And we'll be with you for the rest of the season as the Chiefs end up in the AFC title game, hopefully. Maybe a Super Bowl. Maybe not. No matter what happens, we'll be with you along the way. 
I'm excited to take a little bit of a break. You guys should take a little bit of a break. No Chiefs football to worry about this weekend. Enjoy the other games. And as always, thank you for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.